This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 14th of February. In your Squeeze today, Australian citizens are told to leave Ukraine. A bad day for the New South Wales Liberals. Anti-COVID protesters in Canberra. And spare a thought for the florist today. This is your Squiz Today. The security situation in Ukraine is continuing to escalate to the point that Australia has joined America and the UK in telling its citizens to leave Ukraine immediately over fears of an imminent Russian invasion. Our officials are being evacuated from the embassy in the capital, Kiev. They're being moved to the western city of Lviv, which is further away from the Russian border. And Prime Minister Scott Morrison says the situation in Eastern Europe is reaching a very dangerous stage. Things are starting to move pretty quickly there, Claire. Yeah, it seems to be. And it all really started last week where Russia uh, commenced 10 days of joint military exercises with its neighbour, Belarus. That has seen a lot more Russian forces come to that Ukraine border, but further to the west. Uh, and then on Friday, White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan uh, addressed the media corps in the White House and said that there is a distinct possibility that Russia will invade Ukraine, he said, and this is the quote, in a very swift time frame. Uh, What intelligence has told uh, US advisers is that the 16th of February, so Wednesday, is the date that they believe Putin could be targeting uh, for an invasion of Ukraine. Of course, these Things are a very inexact science and the United States hasn't provided any evidence for that. But certainly it is an escalating situation. Yeah, and European leaders are continuing to engage with Putin in the hope of preventing the crisis from getting worse. But Claire, the US is taking the unusual step of running public commentary on what it thinks Russia might do. It is an unusual step. And and what Joe Biden has said uh, over the weekend is that America, will not send troops to Ukraine if it is invaded. That has reaffirmed his position on that. But it's understood that officials are trying to prevent a war by going public with the intelligence. Uh, The idea is that if it's all out in the open, it'll make it more difficult for Putin to justify an invasion. Uh, It's a very unusual tactic. The United States isn't the first to do that, but certainly it's something that's playing out in real time. Definitely a lot more to come on this crisis this week. Back home now and into politics, there were four by-elections in New South Wales over the weekend, Claire. It was a tough day at the office for the Liberals, with swings against them in three out of four seats. And the seat of Bega has been won by Labor for the first time in 33 years. Yeah, and of course, when it comes to dissecting that result, uh, Premier Dominic Perrottet said that he took responsibility for it, uh, that it was, as you say, that bad day in the office. Uh, That South Coast seat then is difficult uh, when you come and look at a federal election. The vacating state MP, Andrew Constance, is looking to have a run in federal politics uh, at the election this year. So there's all sorts of speculation about what it might mean for his chances 
chances to win that seat at a federal level. Uh, the other seat that everyone was looking at was Gladys Berejiklian's former seat of Willoughby. She, of course, vacated that seat when the Corruption Commission uh, started that investigation into her. Uh, the Liberals did have a double-digit swing against them in that seat, but they managed to hold on to it. And you can expect these results to be picked up in Canberra today because MPs are heading back to the capital for another sitting week. So stand by to see if it's as memorable as last week. Staying in Canberra, Clare, an estimated 10,000 people marched on Parliament House on Saturday to protest against COVID rules, but now police have told them to pack up and go home. Yeah, they were part of a convoy to Canberra, those protests were called. They've been there for more than a week and certainly what police have said is that the time has come for them to go. They have been staying at the Exhibition Park. It's a campsite just on the edge of Canberra. Uh, They need to get moving police say because the Canberra show, which is a big deal in the capital, uh, it starts in less than a fortnight. And of course, those people who are involved with that show need to bump in. Uh, There was an issue too on the weekend uh, at that exhibition park was due to be the Lifeline Book Fair. It's quite a Canberra institution, but it had to be cancelled due to those protesters' presence. Uh, When it comes to the protests themselves, Prime Minister Scott Morrison said that he understood their concerns but he urged them to be peaceful and respectful. And if things get really bad in Canberra, Clare, police might have to borrow tactics from their New Zealand colleagues who are playing Barry Manilow songs to (laughs) shoo away protesters. This is actually not a joke. It's definitely a different tactic, that's for sure. On to a Winter Olympics update now, and we've had our best ever haul at a Winter Games with four medals. That includes the first ever medal in the skeleton where Jackie Narricott won silver. I don't know about you, Claire, but that event looks pretty terrifying to me. Oh, the idea that you jump on this sort of like little trolley and head face first down a two kilometre ice tunnel. Uh, they get to speeds of around 120, 130 kilometres an hour. It's just extraordinary. Yes. And Jackie Narricourt, who's from Brisbane, so there's not a lot of ice tunnels, you know, hanging around that city. Down at South Bank. Uh, sh- just amazing. She's become the first Australian to win a medal of any colour in that event. So an extraordinary achievement. Uh, on Friday too, we saw snowboarder Scotty James. He won silver in the halfpipe final. I certainly was on the edge of my seat watching that and it was the final run of the day that saw him pipped out of the gold position for silver. It was really exciting. Uh, and looking forward to today, it's all about the aerial skiing. And keep an eye out for Aussies Laura Peel and Daniel Scott. They start their hunt for gold today. It's Valentine's Day, Claire, which is a happy day for some. I should say happy Valentine's Day to you. Oh, and to you too. <laughs> Thank you very much. But look, <laughs> apparently it's not so much of a good day for florists, particularly when the day falls on a Monday. Really rough for florists. If you've got an order in or if you're thinking about rocking up to a florist today, be really, really considerate because they're going to be rushed off their feet. Uh, not only is it just a busy day with Valentine's Day, the fact that Valentine's Day this year falls on a Monday is an issue. There's already a whole heap of supply chain issues, as we've talked about, that has affected the florist industry. 
but having it on a Monday means that they haven't had a day or two uh, before that to get deliveries in and to get organised. A lot of that doesn't happen on a weekend. So, yeah, really be nice to your florist today. Or perhaps, Claire, just go the chocolate option if it's on a Monday. (laughs) Great idea. Squeeze the day, Claire. What are you looking at? Look, it's got to be the Super Bowl. I'm not a massive American football fan. I won't pretend that I am, but certainly I love big events. So it's going to be a pretty exciting one today. The Los Angeles Rams are taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, It's being played in Los Angeles and it's going to be massive. So if you're like Claire and I and you're there for the halftime entertainment more than the American football, that starts at midday our time. You can find it on Channel 7 or streaming on KO. There's big acts like Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige and Kendrick Lamar. So it'll be a biggie. And if you want more news, take a look at our Squiz Today newsletter. It's free to sign up. Just jump onto our website or follow the link in your episode notes. Thanks for your company today. We'll be back tomorrow. now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.